the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty. The most obvious traitor this country's ever had in any office. Three aliases. My favorite is Robin Ware. Get me Robin Ware. Robin, Robin, Robin Ware and Robert Peters. Emails set up. $24 million from foreign national flows directly into LLCs and checking accounts with this dimwit's name on it. It's unbelievable. And he's going to lecture us today. He's going to lecture us about a democracy and about what America stands for. You're the anti-American. That's what you are. You're a traitor, and it's obvious, and everyone sees it. We have to make our choice. I know mine. Do you know yours? Do you know if you have shoelaces or slip-ons on? Do you know anything? And I believe I know America's. We'll defend the truth. The dentures get in the way. Here's what you got on your side. I have all three TVs on, and guess what the story is? Just take a guess, squirrel. You're not going to believe it. COVID is on the rise. Respiratory illnesses skyrocketing throughout the land. So then we're going to go back to the ballot harvesting and the election stealing, right? You illegitimate fraud. Robin Ware. Not giving to the big lie. We'll embrace the Constitution and the Declaration. Shut up with your old man in a Panera Wrong. trying to return soup. Shut up and stop yelling. You get your, your tongue slapped out of your mouth. Not abandon it. We'll honor the sacred cause of democracy, not walk away from it. What a disgrace. Now, how do you want to argue about the economy? You want to argue about the fact that 1.5 million full-time jobs have vanished and the job numbers are made up of government hiring directly and indirectly through its subsidizing of health care jobs? How do you want to argue the fact that this morphodite and his band of cohorts have added $10 trillion dollars Ten trillion dollars to the national debt. But the economy's doing great, right? So how do you keep a lid on it? Well, you start to threaten people. It's very, very simple. You start to threaten people. And how are you going to threaten them? You go with Garland, ferret face Garland, and he's going to tell you right now that the greatest threat to mankind is the Fed surrection, the anniversary of the Fed surrection. I want to take a moment to recognize that tomorrow marks the third anniversary of the January 6th attack on the Capitol. An attack on the Capitol squirrel without a gun. In fact, the only person killed, the only one, was a 100-pound woman, veteran, shot at point-blank range. Oh, and by the way, one of these fat-ass Democrat apparatchiks known as a Capitol policeman, he's running for Congress today. There's another big announcement. For our country, January 6th was an unprecedented attack on the cornerstone of our system of government. Now, I think uh, November 3rd was. 
the night you stole the election. And the protest that followed, and you're taking advantage of it, was well, well in the works prior to it. Director Ray, last year, you might recall, sir, our exchange regarding the FBI's involvement on January 6th and prior. I'm happy to jog your memory to quote, according to the record, I ask you, did you have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters positioned inside the Capitol on January 6th prior to the doors being opened? You responded, I quote again, I have to be very careful of what I say, to which I said it should be a no. Should be a no, but it was never a no. No matter who asked you, no matter which senator, which congressman. I want to turn to the FBI. How many FBI agents or confidential informants actively participated in the events of January 6th? Sir, I'm sure you can appreciate that I can't go into the specifics of sources and methods. The Fed's erection. And now you're going to be intimidated by who? By the Ferret Face Trust Fund, baby? He didn't make his money either. It came from his father or his father-in-law or some scam. This idiot's worth $44 million and nobody can tell you why. It's almost like Joe Biden. At least we know he sold out to the communists. He sold out to the oligarchs in the former Soviet Union. At least we know he's simply a traitor. The peaceful transfer of power from one administration to the next. For many of the law enforcement officers defending the Capitol on that day, January 6th was also dangerous, painful, and personal. Since the January 6th attack, the Justice Department has engaged in what has become one of the largest and most complex and resource-intensive investigations. Yeah, but you got the investigation. But just to answer the question, how many federal assets were in the Capitol prior to the breach? How many were in the crowd? How many assets of the Fed stoked the so-called insurrection, or as I much prefer, the Fed-surrection? Did any FBI agents or confidential informants actively participate in the events of January 6th? Yes or no? Sir, I can't, I can't answer that. What do you think, I'm worried, Squirrel? Am I going to get fired? Maybe. Maybe I might get fired. But it doesn't matter, because this is still my country. And I know what I saw. And I know a cover-up when I hear one. Within hours of January 6th, literally hours, you began to hear that day described as a deadly insurrection and not described by one news outlet or one politician, but in unison by all of them, almost like it was coordinated, a deadly insurrection. That's how history may record January 6th. But the ta- hey, what's more dangerous, January 6th, three years ago at the Capitol or Michigan Avenue this afternoon that we reviewed from within the building on that day proves it was neither an insurrection nor deadly. Here it is. January 6th, when an estimated 2,000 rioters breached the Capitol building, causing the deaths of five police officers. Certain dates echo throughout history. December 7th, 1941. September 11th, 2001. Yeah, this is a girl who lost her underwear in a Buick Riviera. She's going to tell you what dates are important. And January 6th. A mob beat officers with anything they had on them. Hockey stick, a flagpole, a fire extinguisher. Police officers died. Donald Trump supporters who, of course, rioted and killed police officers. 
By the evening of January 6th, the Democratic Party and its publicists in the national news media had settled on a description of what had happened that day. They distilled an enormous number of highly complex events, events that even now we don't fully understand, into a single emotionally related political slogan, which they've repeated for years with remarkable discipline. January 6th, they said, was a deadly insurrection. There was a deadly insurrection that the right wing is trying to cover up. He incited a deadly insurrection. Incited a deadly insurrection. The With violent the deadly insurrection on the Capitol nine months ago it was about white supremacy in my view. A deadly insurrection. Everything about that phrase is a lie. Very Everything is. And I still want the answers to this day and for every day. How many feds on the payroll of the government were involved in the domestic terrorism perpetrated by the federal government. Did any FBI agents or confidential informants commit crimes of violence on January 6th? I can't answer that, sir. Did any FBI agents or FBI informants actively encourage and incite crimes of violence on January 6th? Sir, I can't answer that. Ms. Sadburn, who is Ray Epps? I'm aware of the individual, sir. Uh, I don't have the specific background to him. Whatever happened to him, Squirrel? I know he got a, after what, two and a half years, he had an arrest warrant, then he got pinched. Whatever happened to him? I don't really know. Can you not tell the American people no? We did not have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters positioned inside the Capitol on January 6th. A year has passed. We sit here again a year later. We, the people, still do not have a definitive answer from you or anyone else in the Biden administration regarding the FBI presence and participation in the months leading up to the November election. The Federal Bureau of an Insurrection, Squirrel. Oh, we got another acronym. Forever Bothering Italians, Federal Bureau of Incompetence. What else you want to call these buffoons? In the meantime, what were you, a quarter mile away? From Mike Madigan's campaign headquarters? You had no idea. For 50 years, he was the most successful mobster this country's ever seen. I have no idea. Now let's get lectured to by a traitor and an asset of the Chinese Communist Party and former Soviet oligarchs. Well, now to the race for the White House. President Biden said to hit the campaign trail this afternoon and lay out what he sees as the stakes in this election. You know what it is, Squirrel? You're not going to believe it. It's decency and honesty. And this is coming from a low-life scumbag who raised degenerate bust-out crackheads, whose brother killed a guy on the, on the highway and they strung him along until he ran for president, not to mention the homely sister and her scandals. Together, we- Where are the Biden homes in Iraq? Has anybody seen one? Anybody? Anybody? You can keep proving that America is still a country that believes in decency, dignity, honesty, honor, truth. If it was, you'd be in prison. If it was all of those things, you'd be in prison and every other Democrat, Marxist, mafia, apparatchik that's destroying great cities around the country. Where we're having to subsidize this international crisis. But unfortunately, you also have a governor who is committed um, to chaos and disorder. Uh, governor Abbott has sent well over 600 buses alone to the no, city no, no. of Chicago. It's not Governor Abbott. In fact, it's more Marxist, communist, fascistic organizations. Oh, yes, it is. Okay. Especially as you're the press, but no. I'm sorry? Rick Russell doesn't give interviews on this show. 
You don't give interviews? Not on this job. We ran into an American Red Cross worker who did inform us who is running the shelter. Signs of the Red Cross were everywhere, as migrants at the airport were covered in Red Cross blankets provided to them at the secretive location. Who does give interviews? IRC, IRC is running this shelter. What's IRC? International Relief Committee. The International Relief Committee, also known as the International Rescue Committee, is a nonprofit organization whose most recent 990 tax filing shows their gross revenues are around $1.4 billion a year. I wonder if Eric Adams and the rest of the misfit mafia morons calling themselves Democrat, are you going to sue this communist organization, this front group, or have they contributed to your campaigns enough to keep the heat off? New York City has and will continue to do our part to manage this humanitarian crisis. But we cannot bear the course of reckless political ploys from the state of Texas alone. Today, our administration filed a lawsuit against 17 companies that have taken part in Texas Governor Greg Abbott's scheme to transport tens of thousands of migrants. to. See, the scheme is yours because you need the body count. Oh, yes, you do, because decent, honest people are leaving all of these Democrat mafia third world hellholes. Yes, they are. And even Letitia, she had to up her uh, her fine for Donald Trump. This just into CNN, the New York attorney general seeking now more than three hundred seventy million dollars from former President Trump and his co-defendants in the civil fraud trial. Letitia James also looking to bar the former president from doing business in the state. Let's bring in CNN's Kara Scannell. So, Kara, what are you learning about this filing? Yeah, so these are the closing argument briefs that were due today in this civil fraud trial. And the attorney general's team is now saying that they are seeking more than $370 million. When they sued Donald Trump, they initially sought $250 million. So they're significantly increasing the amount of money that they want to recover. And that's all that they say were improper gains that Trump had received. And they proved this, they allege, through the evidence presented at the trial. Now, in addition to seeking to bar the former president from serving in a business in New York for life. They're also seeking a five-year ban on his sons, Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump. And what the- Fascism, American style, the mafia, La Cosa Nostra, posing as a Democrat party. And you're going to lecture me about the Constitution, you dimwit? We have to make our choice. I know mine, and I believe I know America's. We'll defend the truth, not give in to the big lie. We'll embrace the Constitution and the Declaration, not a ban. If we did, we would be separating because you could have the states you already destroyed. But we're not really the United States anyway. We're the extorted states. After all, somebody has to pay for you bust outs. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Well, there are a lot of people who are understandably very concerned about Mr. Epps. On the night of January 5th, 2021, Epps wandered around the crowd that had gathered. And there's video out there of him chanting, Tomorrow, we need to get into the Capitol, into the Capitol. Former FBI agent has been arrested on charges. He joined the mob storming the U.S. Capitol January 6th. According to an affidavit... How many were there? I don't know. I don't know. The Fed's surrection. Or, or, or was it an insurrection without a weapon? Yeah. 
I told you a long time ago, Squirrel, it wasn't one because I wasn't there. Phil, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how are you tonight? Good. Oh, this is rich, Indian Head Park. I meant they had Phil on the south side, but go ahead. Shoot! Okay. All right, what I wanted to say is uh, uh, Biden has uh, been uh, on his re-election uh, videos that he's been showing, and he said that he's fighting for democracy and that everybody needs a fair, sh- uh, fair shot at everything. Oh, and it's please. just been all lies he's been telling all along since he's, America, since he's been president. As we begin this election year, we must be clear, democracy is on the ballot. From a guy that stole the office. Take your democracy and roll it up. I really don't care what a Democrat election-stealing roach has to say about democracy, especially when he doesn't know he's the president of a republic. But he doesn't like federalism. He doesn't like the principles of our nation. He is a feeble fascist. And they're getting ready to lock you down again. And if you live in these Democrat mafia areas, you're going to be amazed how many of your neighbors will step and fetch and get down on their knees. Phil, on the south side. Yeah, it's a Shanimator. How you doing? Good. How are you? Yeah. Uh, Latrina James, from uh, the Attorney General from New York. We I believe it's Latitia, but I learned how to read in Melrose Park. Go ahead. Well, I, I call her Latrina. All right. Latrina. We'll agree to disagree. <laughs> but anyway, she charged Trump with this crime, unjustly enriching his family. So she's going to make the decision who's going to make money in New York. Well, this is what they do. They use law as a weapon. See, she's not supposed to be there. She didn't get there on her looks. She's not supposed to be there. She's there. She ran with the, with the scum Democrat uh, constituents who just wanted their Trump head on a platter. So she made up rules. She, she really, what she did, what she's doing is almost amazing. She's basically saying American citizens cannot come to an agreement on private business. That's what this case really is. And the Democrat scum who really don't participate in business, the ones with money inherited it or have it through some corrupt government agreement. So that's what's really going on here. And now she wants to ban him and his family from doing business. That's crucially important here. The attorney general's office argues is that their intent to defraud was inescapable. They say that the myriad deceptive schemes they employed to inflate asset values and conceal facts were so outrageous that they. And what's funny about this is the Nancy Pelosi, who has an estate worth one hundred and thirty million dollars, a winery in the uh, in Napa Valley outside of San Francisco, one hundred and thirty million when she puts it on her on her documents, on her disclosure, she puts $20 million. She's like Penny Pritzker, who underestimated her income by $80 million in a year. You see the difference? They don't like that. Lie innocent explanations. Now, Trump's team argues, has argued that their financial statements were accurate, that there's no evidence presented in this case that the bank would... None! Because you know who gets to decide what property's worth? The guy who owns it? And anybody who buys it or... Any lending institution that agrees to lend money on it. That's it. The government isn't needed. This is America. But when you think like a slave, like a Democrat, you don't want that. You don't want individuals to have the ability to transact. You need the government stamp of approval because you like that corruption. You think you're in on it. And then most of them have those ghost jobs or those mystical, magical pensions. So they support virtually anybody, whether it's Bill Clinton or this thief and traitor, who has not only two aliases, but is directly linked to $24 million from foreign nationals into his bank account. And they'll pretend he's still the president.
Together, we can keep proving that America is still a country that believes in decency, dignity, honesty, honor, truth. Not in any Democrat-run area. None. That's what you're all the same. Every Democrat. And they'll all get in line to vote for you again, even though you couldn't get off the stage without your nurse helping you. 312-642-5600. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. So we didn't even get to the fraud numbers from a corrupt government. Because the numbers that come out now are steeped in just absolute, complete lies. 1.5 million full-time jobs have disappeared. Do you know, Squirrel, here's an interesting little tidbit. After the California federal judge had said that contractors who drive, or they used to be called independent contractors for Uber and Lyft and for DoorDash and all of those jobs, they were always 1099, so they were never counted in the job rolls. So when a guy is struggling and drowning in the quicksand that is Bidenomics, and he goes and gets one of those jobs to feed his family. Boom! That's a job. You want to talk about absolute fraud. Not only that, there was a revision that was released simultaneously with these jobs. These are revisions that are catastrophic back when the government had integrity and job numbers meant something. I don't see all the revisions yet specifically, but the two-month revision in a combined form is minus, minus 71,000. Traders find these revisions very disheartening. Because they're an admission of a lie. So whatever number you get today means nothing. The revision next month or in two months when the government thinks most people will just buy the tagline. You know, that Joe Biden is competent or, or, or a legitimate politician versus a whore and an asset of enemies foreign and domestic with aliases, which we can trace $24 million directly into his account for. But he's going to lecture us, right? Jim and Lyle. John. I usually call you in and we usually have a yin and a yang about whatever's in the news, but this is really kind of a different call. And I'm totally serious because I trust you as a businessman and a successful one at that. And wow. you're not just some glib guy on the radio. So I mean this sincerely as I'm talking to my little brother. All right. Smarter than me. All right. So I, I, in the last few weeks, I've had this dark innate feeling. I don't know what it is. I should remove my funds from banking institutions and any other kind of financial institutions and put them in recommended digital assets. What are your thoughts on that? Listen, uh, when I it comes really to... I really don't trust the Biden administration. Well, I'm, I, you know, listen, I, I, I love the idea that these guys came up with a, 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 an option for currencies, and an alternative that people could partake in. However, I think the only money you should put in that is money that you have that you're willing to have fluctuate and up and down because ultimately it's a zipper right. All right? It's a zipper right. Anybody tells you it isn't is lying to you. But when you think but, about but, 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 Sean, isn't, isn't it less of a zipper right with a backed by gold and silver? What I think, you want to know how I manage what I think is more, more important yeah, than any of I sincerely this. want to know how you manage. Don't have debt. You want, to be, you want to be somebody who can sleep at night? Don't have debt. I was never one of these guys who liked leverage debt. And, my, you know, when I was 21 years old, my cousin, who's a, who's a very smart guy, held my hand and we started a factoring business where we used to buy receivables for businesses that couldn't make it. This is, this is a long time ago, 30 years ago. But my point is, 
when it comes to debt, it has to be very, very strategic and something you can afford. I don't care how rich you are. If you don't watch debt, you can go bankrupt overnight. A fluctuation that you do not see around the corner can wipe you out. So a lot of people imitate themselves as having money, right? They say they have, let's just for argument's sake, 100000 in the stock market. But they carry debt of 300000 Congratulations, you're bankrupt. You know what I mean? That's how I view it. Because anything that changes in the debt market, anything that changes in the asset, if the government decides to target you because they don't like your voting. You remember when Lois Lerner was caught red-handed targeting people who were not Democrats. Now you've got a problem on your hands. But when you have no debt, now the world is your oyster. So rather than take your, your, your money and put it at risk, pay off the debt you already accumulated. And walk around where you okay, can sustain so, so Sean, a problem. Sean, let's say I'm in good shape, okay? In that regard, let's I'm just hypothetically, yeah. let's say I am. Yes. Are, are you of the mind that that hey, you know what? It's not a bad idea to take this little bit or half of it or three quarters of it. And you know what? I don't trust Biden. If this last year he's in office or maybe longer, I don't know what they're going to do. But is there going to be our banks and financial institutions going to be able to be trusted? With your mind. Well, listen, first of all, if you if you realize what the banking system is and fractional lending and how they operate your money, it's an illusion anyway. Your, your money's not at that bank anymore and all the rest of it. So I'm a big third, third, third guy, but I also like assets that are tangible. And this is coming from a commodity guy. When the market has been bastardized and is being backdoor nationalized, right? And when, when very specific companies have the, have the favoritism of government, the, the fix is in. So if you're in those investments, you know, great. Would I like to have my savings that I squirreled away in Amazon stock that I could have bought 30 years ago? Yes. So, you know, it's hard because money is fluid, but I'm a third, a third, a third, but that's only after debt is paid. That's how I view it. Okay. Make sense? I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, it does. Never over leverage yourself. Thank you, brother. Ken and Carol Stream. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Good, Ken. Uh, I, I think that I think that last bit will go on the Alpha Wealth Group hour for uh, tomorrow. But go ahead. Right, I was listening to that bit. I'm like, man, this call is not going to be as good. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. So lately, uh, I've been seeing all these clips on TV, CNN, MSNBC, all this stuff, crying about you know, the, if we elect Trump president, uh, he's going to be a dictator. They're comparing him to Hitler, to Mussolini. Yeah. All this stuff, all these yeah. other, you know, Liz Cheney, everybody. Uh, aren't they always accusing the other side of everything that they are actually going to do themselves or already guilty of themselves? Ken, you ever, you ever been, uh, I don't know how old you are. You ever been in a relationship with a woman? How, you're 57. You ever been in a relationship with a woman that comes home and you're sitting on the couch watching TV, eating a pizza, and she looks at you and says, did you cheat on me today? Do you know why she did that? Because she <laughs> cheated on you that day. That's what liars and right. cheats and frauds do. It's like when you're playing cards with a bunch of wise guys, and all of a sudden a guy goes, wait a minute, is somebody cheating? Yeah, you are. That's how it works. And that's exactly what Democrats are. They tell you, they accuse you of what they do. That's how this dimwit fraud, somebody with two aliases for 50 years, has been receiving money from communists, from enemies of this country, and from corrupt mafia members in it, can come out and talk about it saving a democracy. You understand? He's a scallywag whore. He's a disgrace, and that's what most Democrats are. There's always the, the idiot who pretends that they're a JFK Democrat without realizing any of JFK's policies. Tom in Burbank. 
Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. We got a problem here with our Republicans. Let's forget the Democrats for a second. Yeah. Oh, we brother. Got, we, got Ron, we got Ronna McDonald, or whatever the heck her last name is, and then we got Mitch Turtleface McConnell. Old lady How face, but okay. They're not stepping up to the plate. They are stepping up to the plate. They've had a banner year. Who do you think had a better return? You know, Nancy Pelosi had a 65% uh, uh, increase in her assets through option plays just in the year 2023. Do you think Mitch McConnell had less or more? So they're doing exactly what their job is. It's an illusion of a republic, brother. If you've listened to me before, I don't call myself a Republican. So it's funny when you said we have a problem with our Republican Party. Well, that isn't my Republican Party. The only time I've ever voted are for strict individuals. I would never, and I did not vote for Mitt Romney. You're not going to meet a guy that, that, that couldn't stand the idea of who Barack Obama was. But did you think I was going to turn to the, the fraud, Mitt Romney, as an alternative? See, the problem is they've got us in the corner. Which is why when we talk about what to do, time is the enemy of us all. Do you have time to wait for, for this stuff to turn around? No. So you do no, what do you not. have to do. And you get your, your ass to a good area where people are like you. Because you know what's funny? I got a condo building and I, that I live in now. It's a new experience for me. I never lived in a condo building. There's not a Democrat in a fracking building. I love it. There's not a Democrat landscaper that works there. I don't even, I, if I bump into a Democrat, I could spot them. They're visitors and they have the mask on and they're pale and white and they look stupid but arrogant. That's how I know it's a Democrat. In the meantime, that's what you do. I can't. Look, you got a state in Illinois that could have been the greatest state and at one time was a phenomenal state logistically. Energy policy, you know, right. the coal that was produced, oil, the nuclear plants that were there way ahead of their time. And look at what they are today. You have this fat trust fund slob who's connected to every scandal of the Democrat mafia for half a century. And they vote for him. And they think they're winning. And they're going to be the one to shut you down and shut your business down and put the, they're going to do it all again, brother. Sean, that's why I call myself a Republican. It's no. the lesser of two evils. It's the lesser of two evils. That's the game that got us there. Because if you remember, they had all the Republicans, not just the pedophile that was the Speaker of the House who liked to rub little boys in his leotard, Hassard. You had Thompson. You had Ogilvy. How many years ago? First guy to oh, stab God. you in the back with the toll system. It's going to be five years. How'd that work out? So yeah, the lesser of two evils is a game you play where you like losing at slow speeds. There is no lesser of two evils. There's just evil, baby. Thank you. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Oh, squirrel, you're going to make me get the heavy bag in here. It's interesting what that caller said, the last of two evils, and I don't fault him for that. I really don't. That's the montage we've heard all of our life, but here we are. And when you look at our own home state, what a fracking disgrace. What an absolute disgrace. And who owns the video poker machines and the pot dispensaries and the, uh, uh, where they sell it and the growers? The Republicans. They love being the sidecar of corruption. They all sat on their ass, Mike Madigan, telling them where to park. What are you, out of your mind? And who are you going to vote for on the national stage, this moron? Um, what was the cause of the United States Civil War? Well, don't come with an easy question or anything. I mean, I think the cause of the Civil War was basically how government was going to run. 
You moron. Moron. I would not run if President Trump ran. I'm Nikki Haley, and I'm running for president. I will not, not now, not ever, support raising the gas tax. Let's increase the gas tax by 10 cents over the next three years. Every person on social media should be verified by their name. That's, first of all, it's a national security threat. I never said government should go and require anyone's name. That's false. So I think China's been a really great friend of ours. Yes, I view China as an enemy. That was um, not what I intended to say. I do not think we need to pull money from the U.N. The U.N., the only thing is we would defund the U.N. as much as possible. Here's 500. Eat an apple and deliver a fruit salad in 15 minutes, dummy. Political whore. Moron. How's your documentarian? Do you guys make up? Uh, Frank in Crystal Lake. Hello? Yes, hello. 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 John. Hi. Hey, I love your show. Long-time listener. Uh, you uh, cut me off a couple of times. I got one of your shirts. But fine. I want to tell you something. Yeah. Okay? All right. It doesn't matter if you're Democrat or Republican. They're all corrupt. They worry about their back pocket. And yeah. that's it. Another thing, hold on. China is buying all this property. Once China takes over, they get rid of these people. In the old days, another thing is, in the old days, you see a guy's horse, you used to hang him. You yeah. break in the guy's house, you could shoot him. Well, but the lawyers... Right in the Monroe's lawyers, Park, Goldstein, Goldstein, down. and all these guys took over. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Frank, in Monroe's Park, uh, they still don't call the police to break into their house. They just <laughs> dig a hole in the yard. In the meantime, you've got uh, certain issues when you have Fabians versus Marxists, communists, socialists, whatever you want to call them. But one thing's for certain, you have government supremacists, and this is the problem. You know, most people talk about George Orwell. What they don't tell you is that George Orwell himself was an admitted Fabian socialist, like the American Republic. Mitt Romney is a Fabian socialist. That's what the vast majority, they call them uh, establishment Republicans. No, no, no. They believe you are too stupid for your freedom. You're too stupid for your own property rights. So they work tirelessly to backdoor nationalize your life. And they've been very successful. Take Illinois, for example. How many people pretend that they own real estate or pretend that they own businesses? You don't own anything. You're the manager. You're the groundskeeper. The government f- bills you on the cost of its own failed corruption, just like Chicago. It's the same thing. And you've been paying Republicans, pretending you have Republicans, for decades. Back to Ogilvy. That was the beginning of it. Jim in Lake Forest. Hey, Sean. Everyday listener. Great show. Thank just you. Wanted to com- just wanted to comment on this uh, January 6th thing. And all the comments by the Democrats calling Trump Hitler and a dictator and everything else. And when the January 6th event occurred, I was watching it on television. And I said to my wife, this is the burning of the Reichstag, which brought Hitler to power with his people pushed it all through. And I think the parallel to that is just. You know what I love about that analogy? It was Hitler and his Third Reich Gestapos that actually burned the Reichstag. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. That's exactly why. Do not give them the, the, the respect to follow their verbiage, the, the, oh. the language that the government supremacist wants you. It's a Fed surrection. Fed surrection, yep. not insurrection. Jim, 
You know how much I appreciate. How much time I got, Squirrel? Because he called from Lake Forest, didn't he? And I've got a Lake Forest guy who I love. And I, 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 don't, I, I don't, I'm not going to take any easy way out. I love Mr. T. I do. I remember watching him when he won the bouncer competition. You know how many years ago that was, Squirrel? Like 1979. He was three-time city wrestling champ, a star football player, and a budding martial artist during his high school years in Chicago. He had a tryout with the Green Bay Packers, but his hopes were dashed after a knee injury. He was born Lawrence Turow, but the world would come to know him as Mr. T, a star of film and television, and an American original. Mr. T enlisted in the U.S. Army following high school, and did so well in basic training that he was named top trainee out of 6,000 men. It was while at Fort McCoy in Wisconsin when after committing a minor infraction that his platoon sergeant decided to teach him a lesson by ordering him to chop down trees. After three hours, he was asked to stop, having felled an astounding 70. Sylvester Stallone cast him in Rocky III after seeing him win America's toughest bouncer competition. I watched the same thing, me and Sylvester Stallone. And you know what? I agree with Mr. T. There's so many trees in Lake Forest. That son of a gun cut down 70 trees in three hours. That's some chopping. George in Naperville. Decency, honor, and truth. The bedrock of the Biden dynasty. <laughs> yeah, decency. Here's the son, not only not only a, a whoremonger, not only a crack smoker. He's banging the sister-in-law. It's lovely. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so I think the problem with uh, Americans is that they were overconfident in the amount of citizens that love the idea of being free, of having liberty, of not being slaves to a society that had oligarchs and they were comfortable in it. The COVID-19 crisis has shown us that our old systems are not fit anymore for the 21st century. It has laid bare the fundamental lack of social cohesion, fairness, inclusion, and equality. In short, we need a great reset. My next guest is a specialist in this sector of the transformation of America into a fascistic dictatorship. He is the Heartlands Socialism Research Fellow at the Research Center. He's also in the In the Tank podcast, Stopping Socialism TV. He is Donald Kendall. Donald, how are you? Thank you for joining me. Uh, you know, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me on. Well, these are interesting times because Davos is back in effect, isn't it? When does that meeting of pretend oligarchs and... Uh, I'm wondering, do you have how many of them were on Epstein's Island? Do, do the lists correspond? Yeah, you know what? I still have to do some analysis on there, but I, I'm sure that there is at least some overlap. But yes, Davos 2024 is taking place in just about a week and a half. Starts January 15th, will run for a week, and will surely host all of the 
biggest and best stars on the world leadership stage, business leadership stage, and they'll all be going down to that nice little posh ski resort in Switzerland where they'll talk about what the best ways to kind of carve up uh, influence in the world stage and you know how to best control all the lives of the lowly peasants like you and I. I mean, I'll tell you the truth. We should just call them Spectre at this point because this is really what we're facing here. These are, you know, this was considered a conspiracy theory until they had actual video of people attending these meetings. These meetings are the ones that uh, are occupied by people who are recipients of our foreign policy money, of the International Monetary Fund, of the bank. We really don't have an idea of how many hundreds of billions, if not trillions of dollars, of the American taxpayer has gone to these these uh, attendees of such diabolical uh, conspiracies. Do we? Yeah. Yeah, no doubt, and, and and kind of one of the one of the other things that I really wanted to highlight in this uh, in this chat with you is that, you know, I think like every time there's one of these Davos meetings or one of these COP twenty seven whatever number they're up to meeting some climate affair or something like that, there's usually an article that'll go around and pointing at the hypocrisy of these world leaders. They go to these places for a week and virtue signal about the climate, but they're jetting around in their private planes and they're getting five course dinners and all of this sort of thing. And it's just like that. And, and that's the extent of the exposure uh, a lot of times when it comes to the media and Davos. And it almost just kind of seems like we just make fun of them for being hip- hypocritical like that. But in reality, they wield in such massive levels of influence that just focusing on that like kind of hypocritical nature of them does not do the threat that they represent to liberty across the world justice. So that's that's kind of the main reason why I wanted to talk to you today about, you know, the upcoming Davos conference. Well, you know, what's interesting is the way in which they keep funneling membership. I find this to be fascinating. Most people don't understand what Rhodes Scholar is or who Rhodes was and how he is a direct liaison to these kind of uh, uh, world economic, world uh, uh, governing entities. And this is all something where a lot of these participants are either Rhodes Scholars or part of that Young Presidents Club, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The uh, the so not only will you have all of these, you know, the, from the Al Gore's of the world to, you know, the higher ups in the Biden administration going to the to Davos. And then they sit and get lectured to for a week straight about all of the things that are need their dire attention, how they're the only ones that are in the positions and they have the power. No, they have the duty to do something about it. Not only do they have a week of that. And then they come home and they spread that same dialogue, you know, through their avenues of influence. But the Young Global Leaders Program, which is Davos, one of their biggest programs. And basically what that is, is they see these kind of up and coming people on the world stage, whether it's in the business sphere or the political sphere. And then they bring them into this Young Global Leaders Program. And some of the names, just to name a few, because there's hundreds and hundreds of these people, but uh, Justin Trudeau from Canada, Emmanuel Macron, Angela Merkel, Gordon oh. Brown, Gavin Newsom, Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, yeah. you know, the, the list goes on and on. Leonardo DiCaprio, Paul Krugman, like these are just a few. Um, <laughs> Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio, he's just like the model at the auto show. He's not really involved <laughs> in anything. Well, yeah, and, and, and you know, there's the question of like, well, what does that mean, young global leaders? Is this just like a plaque that they get for, you know, kind of being a, a notable person or something? 
And and maybe it is in some cases, like you know, Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm not sure what his uh, initiation process was for being a young global leader. But according to the World Economic Forum website, they have a criteria that they talk about uh, and what they what they look for in their nominees. And then they talk about how their nominees are invited to join the community and embark on a three year transformational journey. So I can only oh. imagine it's like how much. Orange. <laughs> yeah, right. Like how how much of that three years are their eyelids peeled back and watching a screen of uh, you know terrible stuff resulting from climate change and income inequality? I don't know, but I will say that there is uh, there is some data that backs some studies that kind of backs up uh, that downstream from young global leaders in positions of power are policy changes that, that follow through with that. So there was this one study that I was looking at that was trying to find a correlation between countries that had a high proportion of people in the administration that were part of this Young Global Leaders Program from the World Economic Forum and the policies that they passed during COVID-19. And they found a strong, a, a, a statistically significant correlation between those two. And it, it, it shouldn't surprise anybody. I mean, that, that seems... That seems well, somewhat obvious but the fact that they are having the world economic forum like i uh like i mentioned they deal in influence that's their currency and if their influence is spreading across the entire globe and infiltrating administrations of governments across the world i mean you called it specter somewhat jokingly but it's really not not that far of a stretch well and you know you know uh, to me it's always the money right so you see the policy profiteering the agenda but here's the silver lining the way i see it we have the benefit of history. History has vindicated those contrarians who rejected the fascism of American style. They rejected the nonsense and the stupidity from the lockdowns, you can't go see your brother, your mother, whatever, the masks, and, the, and, and most importantly, the bipartisan support of what appears to be a very detriment, detrimental drug called the vaccine. And now we have the history. We have the uptick in deaths. We have the unexplained myocarditis. We have the unexplained uh, uh, youth problems of health. We got the Jimmy leg, the Bell's palsy, all the rest of it. So, you know, you're always only going to get the thinking people that want to think anyway. But I think this kind of failure is historic. And I don't think these entities have any credibility among people of reason. That's why WGN News, ABC, and all the rest of it in Chicago, it's more of something you watch to laugh at than something you watch at to be informed. So I think they have a credibility problem. Do, do you think they're aware that the bulk of humanity that has an IQ over 60 rejects their nonsense spiel on COVID-19 yeah. alone? So I, I absolutely do believe that. And I think that a lot of these things, whether it's from the the ESG and the Great Reset stuff that I've been on your show endlessly talking about over the past couple of years uh, or, or some of these other policies that they've kind of been behind, they've been able to do that with very little attention of just your average day citizen. Like I said, they deal in influence, but they deal in influence at a, such a higher level that they don't actually want people like you and I to pay attention to them. They want the Al Gores and the, the John Kerry's and the Joe Biden's to pay attention to them. Yeah. They don't want us to pay attention to them. And then when something like the great reset actually catches on and people are saying like, Hey, I don't like that. Then what do they do? They don't try to convince us that's a good idea. They change the name. They, they put a, a different coloring on the uh, different flavor on that idea Climate and change. try to move away from it. Exactly. The golden goose of fascism. 
right? The fraud science, the provable fraud science that's been wrong for 70 years. Every prediction from when I was young, the Ice Age is coming, to you're going to have to wear a, a, a moon suit to go out, the sun will be so bad. And the reality is, I think they're overestimating how many people buy that nonsense fraud lie alone. Do you? No, what they, they, what they want is to, like I said, influence the top-level people and then allow them to go to their, you know, their, their back to their country and then, then spread it through their trusted avenues, right? And when they get brought up, like, oh, it turns out that these guys are the ones that are feeding all of this propaganda to everybody, like, we should pay attention to them. They're like, oh, no, 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 don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain. And, and one further piece of evidence of this, if you go onto the World Economic Forum website right now and look at, uh, you know, Davos 2024 link, and it says, you know, what's coming, what to expect in our conference, their main overarching theme for this entire conference is rebuilding trust. And it says, we want to get back to the basics of a, a spirit of open and constructive dialogue between leaders of government, business, and civil society. And I'm over here wondering, oh, what could have happened in the last couple of years that would have destroyed the trust of these uh, government officials and these international organizations? I can't possibly know. But I bet Klaus Schwab knows. And better yeah. yet, I bet he I bet he has the solutions to, uh, you know, to, to fix that problem. Can I tell you what's been bothering me is um, the admissions of the fraud in these so-called loan guarantees? You know, it was amazing to me, number one, that anybody would be unaware of what Joe Biden, what kind of political traitor he was and what whore he was to these corrupt oligarchs. But when he admitted that he steered the billion-dollar loan guarantee, that part got left out of the, the, the controversy. The fact of the matter is, we, the American people, have been funding these frauds, these thieves like Klaus Schwab's and George Soros. We're funding them. And we're the ones guaranteeing the loans. And nobody ever gets an audit of those loans. And you're talking, kid, of hundreds of billions of dollars. And we have no accounting for it. Do you think it's time we have a forensic audit and we the people demand that these morons calling themselves representatives push for a forensic audit of the IMF bank and the loan guarantees that are given out to these foreign policy Fourth Reich members like Klaus Schwab? Yeah, I think it's long past due for something like that on all levels of these international organizations. Like for too long, it, it's just been kind of like, oh, the UN, they don't have any real power over us, you know, and we just kind of snicker at them as, you know, I'm talking conservatives in general. And we've just like not paid them the attention that they rightly deserve to be paid and a critical attention. And, and yeah, I, I think across the board, whether you're talking about the International Monetary Fund World Bank, you know, all of these different places. You know, we definitely have to take a, you know, what, what, what is our billions of dollars that we're handing over to these organizations paying for? Uh, I want to well, know. I want to know. Now's the climate because the Democrat mafia, the morons that vote for Letitia James and Joe Biden, they like the idea of suing people who have profited. So we're suing right now. Letitia is suing uh, uh, Donald, uh, Donald Trump, and she also was suing the guy who stepped down from the NRA whatever the hell his name is, LaPierre, whatever. So they're suing him because he had lavish parties and flew around. But if you have oligarchs in, our, in foreign lands that have been stealing billions of dollars, not repaying loans that we don't know how they even got them, what is the collateral? And they're just abandoned and paid for as we now pass an unbelievable threshold of $34 trillion, a bankruptcy amount. I think it's time that we maybe put a little leverage on, because apparently it's a bipartisan issue. We don't like profit. 
So when it comes to profit of guys named Klaus Schwab, who talk like he should have been on Hogan's Heroes, I think it's time to uh, unite behind that. Do you think there's some steam there? I, I think there is. But again, we just have to really start paying attention to this. I mean, so much of our just kind of, uh, and, and I'm not blaming anybody. There's just seemingly just so many different important topics that we all have to be paying attention to at any given moment and all of that. But we're missing the you know 600-pound Klaus Schwab in the corner there yeah. that really needs some of this attention. And, uh, you know, when he would have these clips of him talking about how, you know, his organization through the Young Global Leaders Group is able to penetrate government administrations across the world. And he brags about how the Justin Trudeau administration is is the the cabinet is composed of half of Young Global Leaders uh, members. And it's just like that amount of influence is an an incredible amount of influence that deserves attention. We need to be paying attention to this and understanding what they're doing on behalf of their constituents uh, on a global stage. Maybe if men in this country stop watching steroid freaks in costumes chase balls, we could maybe get something and focus on the fact that the son of a Third Reich is the leader of the Fourth Reich and start identifying it for what it is. But if it does happen, it'll be... Thanks to you and the uh, In the Tank podcast and Stopping Socialism TV, the Heartland Institute. Donald Kendall, thank you for always making time. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you for having me on. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. It's raining, baby. Where's Pete Buttigieg? What's going on? Pete! Water Forest Preserve. The hell is going on? Um, they're spending in ways that suggest they're uh, happy with their financial circumstances. We're seeing uh, a huge number of new. Her poor husband. Her poor, poor husband. Can this room get any darker? Janet Yellen. Businesses being formed that an investment in American businesses that suggest confidence in the future of the economy. I think those are all oh, good signs. God. She's a lovely squirrel. Genuinely lovely. Mike Barrington. Hey, Sean. Yes. Been a while. Yes. I've missed you. Since we, we had dinner with the uh, Tunnelford Towers guys. At the oh, Tunnel. you're that, Mike. Yeah, wonderful guys. Wonderful, wonderful guys. Raise some money for them. Hey, I'm just real glad to hear you talking tonight with this fellow about this uh, Davos, you know, elite globalist mentality. Yeah. And trying to get some accountability for the money that our taxpayers spread throughout the land, the world. Right? There's got to be some accountability in there. And, uh, you know, where are we going to get that? How are we going to get that accountability put in there? You know, Mike, do you think people want accountability? Do you think people want the rule of law? Do you think there's such a thing as a scandal anymore? I'm, I'm, that's, you have a sitting president who traces back to $24 million paid for by enemies of this country, Chinese, communists, oligarchs. Nobody gives a rip. It's just, you, know it's, gives a, you know who gives a shit about accountability? Oh, yeah, oh. I'll tell you. When kids are 16, 17, 18, 19, they start working for the first time. They get their first paycheck, and they see this chunk for taxes taken out yeah for the first time and they start i'm telling you i have friends kids who go to these quote-unquote liberal you know higher yeah. ed or marxist yeah. and even even they start to listen and ask their parents really all mm-hmm. that all that money where's it going 
Well, wait till you think about the fact that these kids are going to work for the first time, and maybe they have parents that put them up or pay their rent. But when you look across the street in Chicago and you see the amount of people who got here yesterday and are receiving $9,000 a month for nothing, hopefully that will wake some people up too. Mike in Barrington, good luck with your property tax increase, brother. You know this stuff. How do you know about that? You know this stuff is not sustainable. You know it's not. Sooner or later. The wheels are going to fall off unless that changes. Yeah, I appreciate right. it. Go Thank you, him. brother. You know what's funny? Mike asked me how I know about that. Well, I know about that because I still have friends and family that are there, that are trapped there. And when they call me and they tell me what their property taxes went up, and then they ask me what the property taxes are on a, on a property of the same value here, they almost cry. See, the cost of corruption is what you're numb to. You've been told that you're getting something for it. You're getting nothing. These new new immigrants, the illegals, they're getting it. People who've never paid in the system, they've always gotten it. It's the welfare leeches against the earners. And that's the game the mafia hopes you don't pick up on. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Can always tell when it's Friday. Squirrel steps it up a notch. In the meantime, we got some blowback about the welfare roaches. Really? I don't give a rip. Hey, guys. It's your girl, Shalando, back today with another video. In today's video, we're going to discuss... The increase in SNAP is back on, guys. That is right. It's confirmed. The increase is happening. We're also going to talk about one state that is offering SNAP benefits and cash assistance for eight months. No strings attached. No children needed at all. But the economy is thriving. Jobs are through the number. Why are there record numbers of welfare rolls? Why? Explain that to me, Janet Yellen, manhands. The only person that's happy you have a job is your unfortunate husband. Why do people keep underestimating this economy? Um, Well, there has been a lot of pessimism about the economy that's really proven um, unwarranted. Then explain the debt and the amount of Americans on welfare. Can you do that, Chubby? You know, there's more work to do on the inflation front. Some important prices, food prices and um, apartment rentals remain high, but we're really making progress. President Biden's. Uh- Let's go to another phenomenal trader, insider, front runner, low life, Granholm, who pocketed what we can ascertain about eight million dollars from her trading. You know, for us in the U.S., the gas prices, for example, are at three oh nine uh, today, three uh, 0.089, something like that. Um, hey, when you don't pay for it, you don't really care. I mean, we're dealing with a bunch of people that have never bought their own gas. It's like Chicago. I wonder how many half-assed gangsters have gas cards that the people pay for. How you doing? You know, the strong Democrat base. More than $1.93 lower than the peak after Putin's war. You mean after Biden stole the office. See, that's when everything really shot up. Right after that. And then you had the good excuse to make Nikki Haley and Lloyd Austin very rich through their corruption and stock holdings in the military industrial complex. Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean. You know that lady you just played? She, she needs to go that out. ain't no lady. That's Jennifer Granholm. No, that lady's going, hi, guys. 
There's you see people standing on these corners. There's jobs out there. Stop being a jerk and get a job. Oh, that's Shalea Morgan. Let's give her the right role. You know what? I, I you're right. We should tell people who she is. I want a lot of people to watch it because you have to see the way the attire she wears and where she broadcasts from, being the welfare queen and how much money she makes from her yeah. YouTube channel that has over half a million subscribers. Let's talk about some states are lifting the felony drug ban to receive food assistance as well. Yeah, if you're a felony drug scumbag dealer, whatever, you're going to get food benefits too. Why not? as new laws to track snap fraud as well as summer ebt wow. and a whole lot more so if you want to know what's going on in the lovely world of EBT, you know what to do you know what to do stay tuned your girls got you covered now if this is your first time tuning into my channel hi hello hey friend my name is chalet and here on this channel we discuss shopping saving and everything in between i would love to have you a part of my internet family click the red button below join the welfare rolls yeah what else you want well, the reason I was calling, too, is just as I predicted, they're going to try to knock Trump off here in Illinois. And I would say, because my wife and I are election judges, if that happens, we will not be election judges. And I encourage other people not to be election judges and uh, write Trump's name in. What do you think? I think you should put a for sale sign in front of your house. You want to know what I think? I think you've been made a fool of long enough, don't you? And this idea that we have, uh, we have uh, a republic or democracy... Not in these Democrat sewers, you know. Just ask Brandon Johnson, ask Eric Adams, ask uh, the, the wannabe actor in California, Newsom, any twosome Newsom. Craig, Amal Greenwood, still alive! Yeah, you're getting right. Craig, still alive? What, are you driving around? Oh. Yeah, what are you doing? Are you inside the yeah, car or outside hey, the car? From... Are you hanging on again? No, no. I'm driving from one hellhole, a.k.a. New York, Back to another hellhole, Chirac, and uh, I've been—I I haven't listened to any news. I haven't been able to uh, listen to you because we're so busy. I need to catch up with you, brother. I missed did, you. I did you get like, kidnapped by a, by a cartel member? What the hell were you doing in New York? Did you get transported, held for ransom? Oh, <laughs> watching watching some games. I see the game uh, between uh, Rangers and uh, the Blackhawks. Oh, and, uh, so I decided to watch another one too. But uh, sightseeing went on the uh, uh, intrepid uh, aircraft carrier, went to the uh, 9-11 museum. Uh, we've covered a lot of things. Well, that's good. Well, we got a bad connection. In the meantime, stop off at a couple states where you won't get carjacked, robbed, raped, or beat, will you, please? Have a good time on the ride back. It's a beautiful ride if you haven't made it. It really is. In the meantime, he probably hasn't heard about the uh, Hillary Clinton mention. Is it really a scandal? Is there anybody out there that didn't think Hillary was in on it? Do you not know about Arkansas, not just MENA? Rose Law Firm, do you not know about Whitewater? She's not really his wife. She's his cohort. Some breaking news here. A third batch of documents pertaining to the late sex offender Jeffrey Epstein has just been released. We've been combing through, uh, through this. Nate Foy has been helping us do so. He's live from our New York City newsroom. What are we learning here, Nate? Hey, Sandra. So 29 documents were just released in the past hour, over 400 pages. We're going through it as quickly as we can. And once again, uh, names in the Clinton family have come up. So, of course, these names coming out as uh, part of a 2015 defamation lawsuit between Virginia Jufre, one of the accusers who claims... You know, in Melrose Park Squirrel, it's Jeffrey. It's not Jufre. Spelled the same way. And the Jeffrey family is uh, legendary in Melrose Park. It's true. That she was sex trafficked by Jeff. Never been sex trafficked, though. I, I, I'm pretty sure.
Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell, Epstein's confidant. Uh, names that were searched or at least discussed to be searched uh, through Maxwell's phone as part of that defamation case include Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Prince Andrew, law.harvard.edu was one of the... the f- <laughs> law.harvard.edu. Ooh. Phrases to be searched through her phone, as well as Alan Dershowitz, the attorney. Uh, but the difference today, Hillary Clinton's name uh, coming through, as we have seen a former president, Bill Clinton's name pop up each of the past two days. By the way, that's only fodder for us, the people who know what the Clintons are. The Democrats who want in on the fraud, they don't care. They knew about it. Everybody knew. They elected a rapist. He was a pedophile. What was Monica Lewinsky, 21 or 20? When it started, she was an intern. You remember that? The intern molester. You think anybody's shocked by that? Not even Janet Yellen is shocked. How about Granholm? Was her name on there? Or is she just peddling and front running and inside trading? What, what will it take to actually ensure that ship, ships can go through that area? How complicated? Well, obviously, yeah, there has to be this coalition effort. I know that many commercial um, uh, ship, shippers are really not just, they're doing what Maersk has decided to do, which is to... Uh, She's the energy secretary. She doesn't just work at Burger King. And they asked her through the drive-thru what she thinks. What do you think about all the other nonsense there? Uh, I almost called her Hillary. Uh, Jennifer? You're, you're right. Gas prices are higher per gallon in California. It's something like 51 cents. But gas prices in California are $4.71 on average versus $3.09 on the national average. So it's not just gas taxes. There's an awful lot more there. Oh, there is. There is. Some the refinery... There, there's no doubt that there are, there are other policy issues in California that are affecting prices. And that's their choice. They, and that's why they have such a massive uptake in electric vehicles in California. Which leads me to discuss why aren't energy costs in all of the new inflation numbers? Do you know what the electric bill is in California? How about your electric bill in Illinois? Have you seen a massive increase? I mean, outside of the cost of having the corrupt deal between the short-in-the-pants gangster Mike Madigan and ComEd. Anybody paying attention to their bills? I'm going to ask you about electric vehicles. Um, so Ford today says that in 2023, 20, uh, last year, their EV sales accounted for 3.6% of their overall sales. GM so- says that it only sold half of what their target was for EV sales. Any consideration to moving some of those ED- EV mandates back and let the technology and market preference catch up? So, Ed, I'll, I'll say to you that we have seen a 51% of an increase in EV sales. You know what else you saw a massive increase in? Your electric bill costs. And you know what else, Squirrel? Fires! Oh, yes! It's a very expensive way to burn down your house. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Squirrel, you know why it aggravates me about the clips? I almost can't make it to the end of them. When Merrick Garland was talking, lying about the Fed's direction, I couldn't make it to the end of it. Could you make it? Did you hear the whole thing? I think you did. In our history, we have initiated prosecutions and secured convictions across a wide range of criminal conduct on January 6th, as well as in the days and weeks leading up to the attack. History will vindicate all of us. This will go down not only as America's dark ages, where they 
allowed an election-stealing fraud asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, to pretend to be president. When they review what it's done to our debt, our economy, but more importantly, our freedoms. And the narrative of exactly the fraud of a so-called insurrection, which will be referred to in the future as the Fedsurrection, it will all be out. Little about January 6th was organized or violent. Surveillance video from inside the Capitol shows mostly peaceful chaos. But the slogan worked. The term deadly carries enormous emotional power, which is why they used it. And you know what else will be out in the future? The way we know about J. Edgar Hoover. What a, what a ridiculous scumbag, low-life, cross-dressing freak he is. And how he misused his power against Martin Luther King, against Malcolm X, and many others. And the extortion tactics. We now know that. We will also know all of the answers that the current Federal Bureau of Incompetence or the Federal Bureau of Insurrection doesn't want to answer today. This was strange behavior, so strange that the crowd began chanting, Fed, 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 Fed. Ms. Sandburn, was Ray Epps a Fed? Sir, I cannot answer that question. The next day. The next day. On January 6th, Mr. Epps is seen whispering to a person, and five seconds later, five seconds after he's whispering to a person, that same person begins to forcibly tear down the barricades. Did Mr. Epps urge them to tear down the barricades? It'll all come out. It'll all be out in the future. And the other thing that'll be out is the fraud in the policies and the eco-Nazism, the fraud green agenda. It'll all come out. Won't it, Steve? From Wilkins Hyundai. Yes. Yeah, Will. How you doing, John? Good. How are you? Good. So I just want to tell all the listeners, if you want to lose your ass on a car, more than ever, buy an electric car. They're worthless. Worthless. Now, what if... You buy one, you buy one and you, you half the price in an hour. See, this is why I send people to Wilkins Hyundai. And by the way, you got to help me. Is it Hyundai or Hyundai? You know, I'm from Melrose Park. We can't uh, speak You know, correctly. You know Sean, Hyundai like Sunday. You got one. Hyundai right. like Sunday. Come I on. do have one, and I bought it from you. And you gave me the correct advice. Don't even monkey around with the nonsense and the hybrids and all the rest of it. See, that's what I love about the honest opinion. So how does it, how does it work when you got them sitting around on the lot? Do they take them back? What happens? No, I get to pay interest on them every single day. Every I own day. them. We own them. Every day, interest. So average car is fifty grand. Right now, I think we have, uh, I'm sure we have 10 in stock, so do a half a million at 8% a month, roughly. Oh. And, uh, and then, and, and, but, you know, here, Sean, we, we, had, we took a car back from a customer. They bought uh, 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 the Ionic 5. It had 100 miles on it. His wife didn't like the color. So I said, listen, give me the car back. I'll take it on trade. It was already titled. 5G's below cost. Kept the car about 90 days, and we lost, we lost $9,000 on the car. Oh. So that's $14,000 below cost. And I think you saw the article today, fifteen grand off on a Ionic 5, a 2023. $15,000 off from the factory because they can't give the shit away. It's oh. oh, yeah. Uh, I get you. I get you. We got you. the good news. Yeah, we talk uh, uh, socially. He just thought we were on my cell phone. Normally, I'm walking, but that's not the case. In oh, the meantime, that's all right. Don't worry about it. Sorry Did about you ever that. think about just driving them down to Michigan Avenue? Leave the window open. Well, you know, 
they don't, or are the gangster disciples the selective? They don't want them either. They don't want them. They can't sneak them. Yeah. Sneak up, but they run out of electricity, and then they, they, they're, they're no good. Yeah, that's true. Well, Steve, I'll tell you what. That's why if you need a Honda, Hyundai, or a Mazda, you go to Wilkins. You're going to get the honest advice. I appreciate your calling, brother. Thank you. Sean, take it easy. I thought we were on the cell. I'll be careful next time. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. No problem at all. This is a big audience. We can take it. Right, Tony and Bartlett? That's right. That's not a problem. We hear worse every day, don't we? Yes, yes. Well, I want to mention something about the, you know, whether you're on the side of the election was stolen or not stolen, there was plenty of evidence of voter fraud. And when the news presents to you that... They did all these recounts. Well, all they did was recount. But what did they do in the courts regarding authenticating the ballots? Nothing. As opposed to just counting them. That's another thing, Tony. It will go down as not only the most obvious, but the greatest mistake America has ever made by allowing this traitor to pretend to be president. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Not only is my next guest a best-selling author, a geologist, and the executive director of the CO2 Coalition. He's a friend of the show. And the last time we were discussing the issue of the eco-Nazism being practiced by our government, he was telling me about a new book he was writing. Well, that new book is out, A Very Convenient Warming, How Modest Warming and More CO2 Are Benefiting Humanity. It's out now. He is Gregory Wrightstone. Gregory, thank you for joining me. How are you? Oh, really good. And, and you know, the last time... We've talked over the last several years many times, and yes. and I've been talking to you about how there is no climate crisis, and there isn't. But I've gone beyond that, and that's what this new book does, is is explore not just that there isn't a climate crisis, but the moderate warming and modest warming that we've seen combined with more CO2 is leading almost every metric you look at, Earth's ecosystems are thriving and prospering. And the human conditions improving. That's something we should celebrate. I call it the the biggest untold story of the 21st century is this thriving and prospering of the earth and humanity. You know, it's funny, Gregory, when this first came out, I, I dove into it. I was reading all about it. As it changed, I started to see the kind of scandal in it in the late 90s. And then you saw the profiteering of it. But the science of it really has never changed. And it was in 2015 in Science Daily that it said 20% or 20 times as many people die of cold weather versus hot weather. That's a fascinating study. 74 million deaths in 384 locations in 13 countries is what Science Daily used to come to that conclusion. Cold weather kills 20 times the amount of people as hot weather. So even their pre- the, the, the predictions have always been skewed to have that fear factor, to make people nervous. And to be afraid, because once they are, they'll surrender their, their reasoning. They'll surrender their questioning of it, won't they? Yeah, there were, and what you're referencing is an important study. It was by, done by Antonio De Gasparini. They looked at 74 million t- 
temperature-related deaths to find that 20 times as many people die cold-related deaths as due to heat. Another recent one was 15 times, whatever whatever the number is. It's it's a huge number of people that die cold-related. So what what does that tell us? It tells us that global warming saves lives, and probably millions of lives will be spared cold-related deaths instead of temp, uh, of heat-related deaths. Another study just recently, I, I, I looked at it and I said, oh, my God. And, and what they said was, this study said it was 10 times. Okay, it's not 20, it's not 15. Still, 10 times as many people. Right. Uh, and, the, and, and what they did, you had, to, you had to really dig into the deep part of the study to actually find out that it was cold-related deaths that were killing people. All they did was set re-reference temperature-related deaths which the normal people person that your normal person out there, they, they assume it's heat related deaths because that's what they've been told. Um, and, and they don't, they only, they, it really takes a, some, some real exploration to find out that actually it's the cold that's killing people. And you're right about that. I keep waiting for the fact that what they're telling you will fix things is such an infinitesimal, percentage of what they call greenhouse gases and how what's left off is the major problem and that's water vapor and yet this is lost in the argument and there isn't anything we can do i mean we are hanging on to this rock going a thousand miles an hour and this ignorance and and audacity to think that we're going to change anything is ridiculous to me well, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to take a risk here and disagree with you for just a little bit. You're right. you're assuming that warming is a problem. It's oh, not. No, His, I'm, history history tells us that, and that's what I I really dive into in this book is that uh, an entire second section out of three sections is devoted to what I, I I'm I'm fascinated by the relationship between human history and temperature history to find out that. That actually warming temperatures throughout history have been have been hugely beneficial. Great empires and civilizations rose up in the in the other warming periods. And I, I know you know that. Yeah. And but well, I have the benefit of being half Norwegian, and I have the <laughs> I have I have the benefit of understanding Greenland and understanding what the temperature change did and the perspective of when vikings were important to uh, the world and how many centuries ago that was and the change but more importantly the way in which humanity thrived before man was able to conquer weather which is another thing that gets lost in the argument no matter what comes we've conquered it and the fear-mongering is still used as still a weapon and still we refuse to really look back at the true history of the world itself and that's what i i love about you is that you constantly bring that back so give us some of the more Obvious little tidbits other than Greenland. Oh well, the, we are actually CO two impoverished. Carbon dioxide is is what they're calling the demon molecule. We here at the CO two coalition we call it the, the miracle molecule. In fact, our unofficial motto is "We love CO two, and so should you." And because it's it, there's so many benefits. Uh, average. CO2 levels throughout Earth's history were 2,600 parts per million, 2,600. They're a little over 400 today. Um, so we're, we're one-sixth of what the average was. And the, the uh, agriculture, again, by almost every metric we look at, 
Earth's ecosystems are thriving and prospering and humanity's benefiting. And the, the, the greatest, the starkest example of that is agricultural production. In my book, uh, A Very Convenient Warming, the new book that was just published, uh, just this week, by the way, uh, it was, I, I document in detail about the agricultural productivity. And I took, take a look at the eight top agricultural products in the world by, by tonnage that's produced. And we look at that, and I've got the graph, and it shows each of those eight um, agricultural products are breaking records year after year after year. But we're being told just the opposite. They're predicting famine, pestilence, yes. and starvation. And just we look at it and just look at the, the science facts and the data are in stark contrast, and that's because it's a combination of modest warming, and warming means longer growing seasons. In the lower 48 states of the United States have increased the growing season by more than two weeks since 1900. That means that we can have more plantings, uh, killing frogs, stop earlier in the spring, arrive later in the fall, uh, and that's turbocharged by CO2 fertilization with more CO2. Plants are growing bigger, faster, stronger, more flowers, more produce. And then the third thing is nitrogen fertilizer that is derived from fossil fuels, mainly natural gas. So those, all those three things combined are leading to this agricultural revolution that's outpacing population growth. And that's all of these things should be celebrated and instead they're being lied to to your listeners and demonized. Now, Science Daily is something that nerds read, right? Me, you, other people who find it very interesting. It's not easily found. But last year, or I'm sorry, two years ago, when NASA released that the rainforests are back, that the Earth has greened in a massive percentage, I thought people would celebrate that because I remember when there was a big political movement to stop the chopping of the rainforest. There were movies made and television shows and children's books were written. Well, why aren't we celebrating the fact rainforests are back? Green is arguably better than it's been in the last hundred years. Yeah, actually, I, I, I regret I had a, a chapter in my new book that I was going to call deforestation, question mark, no, reforestation, exclamation mark. Because what we're seeing is actually the Earth globally are seeing expansion of our forests, completely opposite of what you're being told. And what where we're seeing deforestation, a lot of it's being driven by this uh, renewable craze, this, this striving for a so-called green energy. We see uh, thousands of acres, actually tens of thousands of acres in, in Scotland, being yes. mature forests being cut down to put up uh, industrial scale. And don't call them farms. They're not farms. These are industrial scale facilities. We're seeing mature forests cut down in, in the Carolinas to be yeah. chopped up and put into pellets to send, send to the United Kingdom for what they call renewable fuel. Um, and we see that in, in Southeast Asia, uh, forests being cut down to put up monoculture uh, palm oil plantations. Uh, these are all in the name of green energy and, and clean energy. The scandal of biomass is astonishing to me that more people who pretend to care about the earth, pretend to care about nature, would even tolerate the atrocity that is biomass. You're deforesting very important areas. And even in this country, 
in Maine. It's, it, it's outrageous to me that even the protesters are somehow silenced. And when you look at, at, at who's benefiting, it's only the money bundlers that really partake in this. It's amazing how many Wall Street entities are now hedged into what's called alternative energy. Uh, at that point, when that corruption runs that deep, and you're talking trillions of dollars have now changed the, the, the flow, can you get it back to common sense, and will people be heard on this issue, in your opinion? Well, I, I think so, and I think people are. I'm, I'm a really big optimist on this. I, I see, and I talk to lots of people every day. I travel a lot, airports, restaurants, and, and the people, random people I talk to, is they, they're thirsty for this information that they haven't heard, and they're, they're very, very, very skeptical of this claim of climate crisis. Uh, I think we're winning. I think that reason and climate realism will win out the day, and that we're winning. I see it's accelerating. Uh, we just Are, need to get the word out there. I mean, we're, we're in an election year, and you've got an entire political, I mean, an entire political party that is chanting population control because of the earth. And what nobody's talking about is the fact of what our actual scientists and government are kicking out what you're discussing the fact that things are better when we have more co2 that the earth is greener that the biggest recipients are often those that are demonized i was shocked in the in the nasa article to realize it's india and china who are often attacked for starting coal mines and all the rest of it they've benefited tremendously arguably more than anywhere in the world they've gotten greener and they've had all of the benefits you discuss, agricultural. That's the main thing. You can feed as many people as we can produce, if not tens of millions more, can't you? Yeah, we can. And it's a CO2 coalition. We're, we're actually doing something about that. We've got, we're not just a U.S.-based organization primarily, but we've got, for example, Vijay Jairaj, our research assistant. I just got his new book today. Uh, it was called Climate Colonialism. And in it, I'm, I'm going to be reading it over the next few days and, and editing. But he, he talks from the perspective of India about how India is benefiting uh, from electrification. The only reason that they're benefiting and, and raising people up out of generational poverty is through electricity generated from coal. And that's yeah. it's a huge benefit to them. China, on the other hand, they're they're doing the same thing. I think they're motivated more by controlling the world's economy. Uh, I think that Prime Minister Modi in India is, I think he's a good man that's driven by wanting to lift his people up out of this generational poverty. I don't think President Xi in China has different motivations. Yeah. Uh, but be that whatever it is, we, they, both of those leaders know that how, how do you advance your economy. You do it by reliable, abundant, affordable energy, and that only comes from nuclear, coal, natural gas, and oil. Well, you know, it's fascinating when you when you think about any, any business anybody's ever started, any investment anybody's ever made. The last thought before you pull the trigger on anything is, what if I'm wrong? That's not something that's ever been done in the American political agenda when it comes to climate change or green energy or, as I like to call it, eco-Nazism, because it's really not about the reality of things. It's about the control of things. And if they wanted to discuss the realities, I think the rainforest is the greatest success story known to man. It was only since, in fact, since 1980, I was reading the other day, since 1980 to 2015, 
The earth has actually gotten 40% greener, and the rainforests have made a staggering comeback. Yet, outside of an organization like yours, is this something that's ever mentioned? Have you ever heard it, That instead of write it? Have you ever heard it in anything you've ever listened to or read? But we're, it's, it, it's not in the mainstream media, but we're hearing more and more and more of it in, in the alternate media are promoting this. And all, all your listeners need to do is, is Google, just, just search for two words, NASA and greening, NASA and greening. See what, don't trust me. Don't trust you. Yeah. See what NASA has to say about it. And you'll be amazed at You'll find out that the Sahara Desert is is shrinking, not expanding. You'll find that forests are expanding and not shrinking. And and these are these are things. Again, I like to use the word celebrate. These are things that we should celebrate. Um, and, and once again, I call it the greatest untold story of the 21st century. They need to silence this information. They need to silence me. They did it. You know, I was kicked off of LinkedIn a year and a half ago. My very last post, I, yeah. I said, I'm going to be banned in the platform. And they banned in the platform to me. You know, I, I was, I, I, do you have a chapter, what if warming's good? Maybe if you ask a question, it'll pique some interest. Because um, the fact is, we should be celebrating how man has, has, has learned to not only navigate bad weather and through its their ingenuity of man but we've also mastered it to a certain extent and the greatest story is what produces our energy disperses co2 which is good for the earth itself it is a success story it is and in my previous life i i was a geologist and i was actually a co-author of the first peer-reviewed comprehensive scientific article on the on, on what is the world's largest natural gas reserve. It, it's in the Appalachian Basin, the Marcellus Shale. And we looked at this. I'm going to tell you about this. This is how much energy we have in the United States. That one field, we looked at the top 10 conventional gas fields in the world. This should send the hairs on the back of your neck up. The top 10 combi- natural gas fields in the world combined don't equal what the Marcellus Shale field is. That's and there's a field below. There's a there's another reservoir below it that's maybe bigger. This is how much we are when when they when you hear people talk about the about the Saudi Arabia of natural gas. That's what we have, and we can't get our gas from Pennsylvania to Maine because New York and New Jersey have banned pipeline construction. You know, it's uh, it's. I, I like my. You know, I've always been fascinated about money, and you can't think about money without thinking about oil and natural gas and the rest of it. And if you've ever really looked at who these oligarchs in the beginning were, J.D. Rockefeller and Getty and the rest of it, their biggest problem was selling the idea that everything was finite and only they had the lock and key to it. It was amazing, the propaganda, the money, and how they used it to sell that notion. When we in this country not only have the lightest, best crude, we have the natural gas. We have the shale. We have everything. We don't need anybody. And single-handedly, we could implode the cost of this and benefit all humanity around the planet. So I'm hoping that maybe we could break the lock and key of, of, of propaganda that these oligarchs have been able to, to sell to generations. And I think it'll be due to books like yours and people like you. Gregory Wrightstone, I so appreciate the fact that you... Uh, you, you do this tirelessly, seven days a week, all the time. CO2 Coalition, where can they get the book? Where do you prefer they get the book? 
Well, I prefer to buy it from my site, convenientwarming.com, because you can go around Jeff Bezos and his exorbitant fees that take 70%. Because uh, mama needs a new pair of shoes. I get it. I get it. Uh, but but, but uh, convenientwarming.com, it is, uh, will be available on Amazon shortly. Uh, you can pre pre-order there, but you can actually get the book delivered by going to convenientwarming.com. He is Gregory Wrightstone. I really, truly can't tell you how much I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having the integrity and the courage to continue to tell the truth. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Thank God for talk radio, Squirrel, because it's fascinating as we cover these topics. There is not one mainstream outlet, not one channel that discusses things we discuss here. There's not one that isn't selling absolute propaganda, whether it's Dementia Face, the feeble fascist, and his corruption, his schemes, whether it's the Fedsurrection, whether it's the nonsense of global warming. There is not one mainstream entity that has the courage to discuss any opposition to government opinion. Not one. I remember when there was. Mr. Kennedy's not a scientist. I am. He's the CEO of the Weather Channel now. I was the founder of the Weather Channel, not the co-founder. And I'm glad you did, because I am addicted to the Weather Channel. I watch a lot of cable news. Hold on just a minute. Shut your mouth, Sally. And CNN has taken a very strong position on global warming that that it is a consensus. Well, there is no consensus in science. Science isn't a vote. Science is about facts. And if you get down to the hard, cold facts, uh, there's no question about it. Climate change is not happening. There is no significant man-made global warming now. There hasn't been any in the past, and there's no reason to expect any in the future. There's a whole lot of baloney. And yes, it is. it has become a big political point of the Democratic Party and part of their platform. And I regret it's become political instead of scientific. But the science is on my side. I don't think we're going to come to a conclusion about the topic right here. What I do wonder, well, I though, is when not, you see... I know we're not, because you the... wouldn't allow it to happen on CNN, but I'm happy well, that we, I got on the air and got a chance to talk to your, uh, to your viewers. Hello, everybody. What I do... no... It's the last time. When have you heard a mainstream entity, a media entity, an outlet, pose the opposition to the tagline? You see, because it's about the money. It's a ridiculous amount of money. Trillions and trillions. It's almost unimaginable. And we have entities here that we pretend are private companies that are not anymore. They're government controlled. They're called car manufacturers. There is no American car manufacturers anymore. They're American government subsidized car manufacturers that fired thousands of people. Thousands. That UAW nonsense that kept a handful. Thousands. And they changed the entire format of how we manufacture vehicles. And by the way, they're wrong. 
51%, that's the numbers, and that's across the board. Uh, I, I, you know, that's, that's the data that we have, that we have seen. I'm sure you've seen that number as well. And so I think that's, that's pretty important. As we talk about climate change, clean energy, that's important that we're seeing such a boost in, in electric vehicles. But when you look at the actual numbers, like GM sold 2.6 million cars and trucks in 2023, 76,000 of those were EVs. Ford sold 2 million cars and trucks, 73,000 uh, were EVs. So clearly about 96% of the consumer is saying that they don't want electric vehicles. So we why saw, not? We saw a 51% increase in electric vehicles. That's what we've seen. At- you can't argue fact with liars. You're wasting your time. To try to reason with these idiots, these frauds, these affirmative action misfits who have all traded and made a fortune by front-running policy. You're, you're right. Gas prices are higher per gallon in California. It's something like 51 cents. But gas prices in California are $4.71 on average versus $3.09 on the national average. So it's not just gas taxes. There's an awful lot more there. Oh, there is. That, there is. Some refinery. There, there's no doubt that there are... There are other policy issues in California that are affecting prices. And that's their choice. They, and that's why they have such a massive uptake in electric vehicles. In Cal- and now they have you in the heads I win, tails you lose argument. Well, the reason energy costs are more people have EVs. Well, didn't you tell them to get EVs? Didn't you force them? What did you think? Those were magic holes in the wall? It doesn't matter. It's like talking about the VAX with fascist morons. But besides that, I mean, look at what's happening with these anti-vax people. You know, I said this the other day. I have been boosted and boosted and boosted. So I got it. COVID. It does not. (laughs) You idiot. You Viagra slayer. David in Lansing. Hey, Sean, I listened to your whole last uh, guest. You're a man of reason. Oh, thank you. And uh, I want to run by you a thought I have to see if I'm being reasonable. Run by. I hope you have shorts on. Go ahead. All right. Uh, man-made weather modification from harp and cloud seeding and so forth causes temperature changes, and temperature change caused some billionaires to push climate taxes. Therefore, Democrats are dumb, stupid idiots. Do I have well, that right? Anybody who would buy that and not see the fraud in it, anybody who would think that to uh, pay to be able to exist is somehow an answer of a weather problem deserves what they get. You know, the people in California deserve to pay a dollar seventy more a gallon than everybody else. The people in Illinois who pay 80 cents a gallon, you deserve it. You allowed these charlatans to do that to you. So deserve is what the issue is. Now, do Americans writ large deserve to be victims of a political profiteering scam like the eco-Nazi agenda? The answer is no. Only the Democrats should have to abide by it, which is why I'm not going to tell you we're going to win the next election. We won the last one. And yet, look at the dimwit who is in control of the policies. Let's go late and lick the world. For Muslim, for, we cheer for Muslim athletes like Kareem and, and and Joan. Shangang, I'm going to pass by. Shanga, ah, whatever. Ban on transgender Americans, transgender Americans. Mr. President, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Great to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Then he got up and staggered Don't go anywhere. It's a very exciting day around here. Um, We'll have reaction. 
I met alone with him, just he and I, and a simultaneous interpreter, 68 times, 68 hours, 68 times, more than 68 hours. All right. God save the queen, man. There he is, the Democrat that every step and fetch Democrat will vote for. Right, Cream Puff? Are you eating again? Chubby! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I was listening to uh, your favorite, uh, Nikki Ailey from uh, South Carolina. Yeah. She, she says she's going to find it in the cockles of her warm heart that she's going to pardon Trump on the first day she's in office. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Nikki Haley is our version of uh, Hillary Clinton. What do you think of that? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying it, but she's... Although you know, Nikki she's Haley's that. heterosexual. Never mind, it was a bad analogy. And she's thin. Her thighs don't rub together, and she doesn't have a rash for the last 35 years. But aside from that, she's just a two-bit fraud herself. The freedoms and what people could and couldn't do. What do you think the cause of the Civil War was? What do you think it was about? Glenn and Oprah, what do you think the Civil War was about? <laughs> Speaking of fraud, it yeah. seems like the uh, unemployment numbers keep getting revised uh, 10 out of the last 11 months, and they keep getting revised down. It's, is somebody uh, fooling around with the numbers and don't well, know what they're doing, or is it just a big fraud game going think on? Think about what you glazed over. 10 out of the last 11. 10 out of 11. Which means who's ever giving you the... The information is a liar. What more do you need? Do you need 11 out of 12? Is it 12 out of 13? You know what sickens me is the ability for us to continue to give credibility to anything that comes out of a government official. Anything. It's all they do is lie. In fact, when's the last time you got the truth? Did you ever get the truth? Fascinating. You know, we have this scandal in Chicago. You're talking about tens of millions of dollars that was stolen in one lot to half-ass, butter-handed, pansy wise guys. I'm talking to you two. And nobody wants to talk about the lease for 91000 Nobody wants to talk about the tents and the costs. It's just poof, gone. And you're still going to listen to that idiot with that ridiculous hairdo that he must get done at a comedy shop. Go ahead. And uh, it, it just it's, it's just amazing that every, if this was private sector and you lied 10 out of the last 11 months, you would have been gone after the first 30 days. You would have been gone. Brother. But in government, you get a pass. Look at the guys who uh, didn't want the government's, the government uh, uh, Republican-owned sweeps, or what are they called, the slot machines. Look at those guys. They came up with an idea. They worked with an attorney. They came up with a sweepstakes game option. Did you ever hear about these guys? handful of guys got smart. They said, you know what? Well, there's a sweepstakes laws. Let's offer games and prizes or cash, and we'll have our own games. Look at what the government did and went after those guys. They went to jail. In the meantime, if you know a Republican who has the Gold Rush games and was a mayor in Elmwood Park and then a, a councilman or, or a Cook County commissioner and an, and an agent for Gold Rush Gaming, well, then you got the games. Now you're in business. Listen to me. I can't tolerate half-assed pansy gangsters. I can't stand the real ones, let alone the fake ones. And this is what you call the Democrat mafia and Republicans in Illinois. They could all go flush. Thank you, Glenn. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The Answer. 
560. The answer. Robin Ware, president with aliases, traitor and thief, fraud, going to tell us about patriotism. Peter, you broke a lot of this years ago uh, about the Biden family influence peddling. And you've got new information this morning, uh, breaking news on a cell phone that Joe Biden was using. Tell us about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. What is the line of communications between Hunter Biden and his business partners and Joe Biden when he's vice president of the United States? It's not the government phone. It's not Joe Biden's personal phone. We know from the laptop that Hunter Biden's business paid for a private phone line that Joe Biden used while he was vice president. It was from 18. Well, he was the vice president. Well, he was making loan guarantees and extorting people and stealing money. Convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev and uh, and I was going. And not one Democrat, not one wants to know what the loan guarantees were, who got them and were they ever paid back. Not one cares. Any more than they care about Chicago and the stealing of tens of millions to butter-handed pansy gangsters like Resco and the rest of the cohorts of corruption. Scum. And they don't ask any questions when his 21-year-old greasy son goes right into the family business. He's got the same infrastructure of corruption. Barack Obama and all the short-in-the-pants mafia members like Ed Burke and Mike Madigan. They don't care. In fact, They'll vote for any Democrat. For we're having to subsidize this international crisis. But unfortunately- We've been subsidizing you, bust out. You didn't pay your water bill. $200,000 a year, you couldn't pay the water bill because you're not a man. You're a Democrat, like Eric Adams. New York City, in an attempt to overwhelm our social services system. That's what you Democrats have been doing for 70 years. The party of the roach, whether it's on Wall Street or Main Street. You'll take it either way. And in the meantime, you've got every new scam artist on the book. Al Sharpton has a protest for not just the goat Casanovas killing the Jews. He doesn't like Jews, never did. He also has it for DEI because it's another weapon of the fascists, American style. It's a disgrace. And to be lectured to by the dimwood in diapers... The inside trading whore, Nancy Pelosi or Jennifer Granholm, or the affirmative action morphodite pretending to be the press secretary or Joy Behar. It doesn't matter. They are but a stitch in time. I do believe we will survive this. It's just American dark ages because the unelected Joe Biden is in office and the Fed's erection will be used to stifle any real protest. But in the end, we win. We're Americans. Cue the music, squirrel. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hail at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight O'er the ramparts we watched Were so gallantly streaming 
And the rocket's red glare The bombs bursting in air Gave proof through the night That our flag was still a good safe weekend if you're in chicago you know keep your head on a swivel do not go near cars with cps honor roll students but the main thing is have the courage to stand up in the face of this corruption in this fraud call them out for what they are don't be afraid of your own judgment use it every minute of every day to fight back the mafia we'll be back on monday you have a good healthy safe weekend Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.